One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Oi, the boys and girls on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes the tales can get quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. Oh, let's go! Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. You know that we are the number one show. So grab your fucking mitts and now it's time to go. Cause it's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. It's the booty, booty. You're listening to Footy Prime News and Dubs, your one-stop destination for footy news and dubs. Yeah, that's Amy Walsh. Footy Prime, your almost daily footy fix. <laughs> You're like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I haven't looked at anything today. I haven't like last two days really, so I don't know where we're going today. But anything why is that? Wise, oh, I want to know why. Why you haven't done your your prepper? You know, I've been like making uh, after my elbows in pie. Oh. oh, I really have. It's like crazy. It's like well, I'm glad good, you and Tony just... have uh, your sex life back <laughs> yeah, exactly. where it's supposed to be. <laughs> yep. <laughs> if, once we get once we get through the crust, we're all happy. God. <laughs> Oh, you're recording. Good. <laughs> well, that's a great way to start Footy Prime the Podcast. It's Friday edition. Friday edition is called News and Dubs for the foreseeable future because we're just too lazy to find a different name for it. <laughs> like every show should be and dubs, really, because he's on every show. That's, that's, right. that's it now. And for broadcast and dubs. And dubs. Yeah, exactly. From the Department of Redundancy Department. Yes. Although you're wearing the like, toque today, which we're all very appreciative of. You like the toque? Yeah, it's we love It's just lazy, toques. really. But it's the Thank way you. the big the big hair looks in the toque, because it kind of fills oh. out the toque. Because mm, JC is also wearing a toque today. But it doesn't look as good. doesn't look as good. doesn't look as good. Looks a little phallic, that pom-pom. <laughs> well, That's you got to see a doctor for that. My God. <laughs> yeah. year anniversary toque, JC, you're looking good. I like it. Yeah. Or as you're called today, Alistair Sim. Is that in reference to it being the festive season? Maybe. I just, I just really, I in my brain, I had, uh, hey, I wanted to talk like this. And, you know, I just thought of Christmas Carol, which was actually called yeah. Scrooge. And just, that's where I'm channeling today. It is the best um, Christmas movie, actually. It's the original Christmas Carol with Alistair Sim. Mm-hmm. It's, it's amazing. Oh, I think it is, yeah. The crackling, the audio is not great. It's just... It's crackling like a fire in a hearth during Christmas. You know, it just has that feels to it, you know? I love it. 
I don't know if I've ever seen that one. I grew what? up watching. Give it a whirl. I grew up watching the Disney one. Ah, no, no, isn't that with Bill Murray? <laughs> no, 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 the animated one with Mickey. Oh, Mouse. the animated one, right? Yeah, no one dies in that one, though. I don't think. Well, I guess Tiny Tim not. does. It's Disney. Or he does. I no, know. I don't even think Tiny Tim does. But there's three ghosts. That's the story. Someone has to die. <laughs> they were That's the whole point deceased. of the story. <laughs> yeah. It's Disneyfied Christmas Carol. No, no ghosts. No one dead. Although, if you go on the Disney Channel, Disney Plus, there's some dodgy, dodgy shows on there. Uh, <laughs> Dave being one of them. I'm not sure if you've seen Dave about the Jewish rapper. It's brilliant. And that is not your typical Disney show. I found the first season amazingly great to watch i found that i i tire of dave you know what Wonga, it's funny you said that because i i started the second season recently and i'm struggling yes. with it okay so funny. for me a real character has to evolve in a tv show and if they don't evolve and they don't there's no learning even if all these horrible great whatever things roller coaster they still have to learn from it a little bit and uh, the problem with that Dave car- character is he hasn't evolved for me. Hmm. Interesting. There's no growth. There's no growth. Hmm. Well, that's part of his problem, I think, isn't Unlike it? Unlike my skin tags, no which we could have <laughs> Christmas dinner. I'm collecting Very them all. Charms, oh. charms crust on his pies. <laughs> <laughs> Always that's growing. disgusting. <laughs> I've been watching Lessons in Chemistry. I've yeah, been for the last eh? two nights. Holy shit, you guys. Like, What is this? I looked at Yes, well, it's it's thanks to our Carrie Ryan, mm-hmm. and it's on Office Apple TV. Mm-hmm. So it's Brie Larson, and she's I'm, I'm not sure if it's, it's based or rooted in, in any truth at all, but it's a woman who would have completed her PhD and become um, a chemist. Um, she still is a chemist; she's a master's, but it's in the '50s. So as as a, as a woman, you're you have all these barriers. You shouldn't she... watch this show. <laughs> <laughs> But it, it's it's tremendous. And then as so I watched like the first three episodes, I, I won't I won't wreck it. But like there's just some stuff just caught me completely off guard and like bawling, bawling, bawling. And then there's one bit about motherhood. And like she gets told, you know, you're you're never prepared for it, um, but you just expand and you don't think you can do it, but you do it anyway. And I was like, oh, my God, it's being a mom. <laughs> <laughs> Is it kind of like the science version of the Emma Hayes story? Um, sure. In, sure. In that she's highly that qualified. Your seg. Yes, go ahead. Highly qualified, brilliant, could do a great job in any capacity. Mm-hmm. Hasn't been offered that big job in the men's game, so she has to just settle for the women's game. Oh, Christ. And I'm saying that just to piss you off, Dubs. You yes, know I am. thank you. <laughs> I, this morning I wake up to a message, and it's I haven't read the story yet, but apparently it puts me in my place. No, it doesn't. It was just uh, I, I added that because we have this back and forth about, you know, the, the narrative around if you're successful in the women's game, the natural, the only place you can go is, is up is to the men's game. Best go there. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, yes, it's going to happen. And then the article I sent you was was about Serena Vigman and just talking about okay. how how well she's um, surrounded with expertise and people who know what they're doing and, and is in a great environment at the FA and with England. But she thinks um, it's just only it's a matter of time before in, in, in the men's game, you're going to see more women um, as, as managers. And I agree with her. No, for sure. And listen, I mean, I have fun with this whole story, right, in general. But it's some interesting questions come out of it. And I think to rephrase it, 
with Emma Hayes as an example, let's use her for an example, her going, staying in the women's game, you know, it, it's the best for women's soccer for sure, but isn't going to the men's game better for women in soccer, making, being the first person to make that jump. So forget women's soccer, but women in soccer, I guess is a way to phrase it here. Simply because the money is astronomical in the men's game. At some point, you need to cross these, these borders. The men coach women all the time. It's not even looked upon, right? So what? Mm-hmm. Why, why can't it be? It takes one it takes one name and one brave club to do it. And that's, that's kind of the point I'm trying to clumsily make here. Yeah, a bit, I, you're, you make a good point, but a bit of an issue with it takes one brave club to do it. I don't think you need to be brave to give somebody with the credentials and the pedigree, um, you know, give them a chance to succeed, no matter, you know, whether it's the men's game or the women's game. But I think for coaches, for managers like Hayes, like Wiegmann, um, you know, there's, there's a lot um, at play and they're, they'd be risking a lot. I think you make the leap to the men's game. You know, they're at the top of their game and thriving in the women's game. Sure, the salaries aren't where they are in the men's game. There's a lot more money to be made over there, over there. Say <laughs> like it's across the English channel. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, I, I think that the chance, you're, not that you're setting them up for failure, but I think the scrutiny, that, the scrutiny that they would be under, the pressure that they would be under to succeed and to see, succeed immediately. I mean, I guess you could argue that's what most managers is the type of pressure they're under and say that the Premier League with the type of, you know, the rotation and the revolving door of, of managers if they don't get results immediately. But I think these women would be under the gun to perform immediately. And then they would be set up for failure, the old glass cliff phenomenon, right? Mm-hmm. But it, ta- it does, it will take the first person to do it. And, and women have done it, but it's going to take, I think, an influx of more than just the one. It's going to take a little bit of a, of a wave of, of qualified, um, strong-willed, strong personalities um, in women in the men's game in order to, to kind of, not to change minds, but in order to, to make an impact. Because there, there will be, um, obviously, massive target on on her back whoever she is right is that sorry Dubs, is, is your mic rubbing oh, yeah it, it absolutely is but i i like it because then i know dubs is talking it sounds like, like sorry or jingle my, i think it's it's my hair rubbing yeah it's your my, hair I guess. yeah there we go little ear microphone sorry that's all right but yeah i mean there'll be a, a massive target you know and which isn't fair but like you said management is tough anyway but it doesn't need to be necessarily to start with a, a full-time, like a managerial position. It's just one. And there, there are women in the men's game. Don't get me wrong. And no, we're not being that, that naive behind the like scenes. Like a custodial but, position? No, no, no. I'm talking about like a, a, a true a true number one, right? Kit yeah. woman. Right? Yeah, who, who, yeah, that's right. And it's, I'm not get saying me that tea. Right. I want a fucking well, tea. Well, there's a tea lady. There's tea a tea lady. lady. I don't hear many gotta be tea women men. as tea ladies. Serena, lay out the kit. <laughs> but, you know, but I mean, why, why can't there now be a, a, a number one or number two behind the manager just to you know, begin that process at the top level? Yeah, right? it's true. And, and Chelsea would have been a good, a good spot to do it. Sure, it's been, um, you know, rocky, rocky times, I think, for, for that club and figuring out a, a manager and, and trying to find some success. But that would be a, a great way to do it, to have a little bit of that crossover and that support. And I think there, I do remember reading articles about um, Graham Potter when he was there and like having lunch with Emma Hayes and like discussing, discussing tactics and bouncing things off one another. So why can't that, there be more of that exchange in a more official capacity? 
you know, in, in terms of actually being on the sidelines or being at practices, like a, like a sharing of resources, quite literally, in terms of the staff. Right. I mean, I, honestly, I mean, maybe I'm naive here, but footballers are ready, aren't they? Like, come on. Young, yeah. young people Foot, today, young men, are. young people. Yeah, but so they, they would accept, I think, at this point, a woman coach. Yeah, I, the, the, I, that's not the problem. The problem is these decisions are being made by guys who are on the merry-go-round, and that is all these professional sports, and their close circle of friends don't include women. The guys that do, who are open to this, uh, Greg Popovich, San Antonio Spurs, he has friends that are women. He has... It's what not a just, novel idea. What a novel idea. But it's it's picky, though, level, you, you, there's a level of trust, of respect, and friendship that these people use to judge their seconds, to judge their thirds, the, how they bring them in. It's, a, it's fully an inside job, and that is why one of the reasons – it's fully cultural. Don't get mm -hmm. me wrong. I'm not saying there's not merit, but it's this – in professional sports, you see it in Hawk. I mean – Amy's Amy's husband JP would probably say, "Yeah, everything you're saying. Have you seen hockey? These guys are recycled. They're old friends. They're bringing their their posse. It's a posse, mm -hmm. and they bring their posse wherever. Really, they go. we needed to be more of a pussy. Wow, <laughs> that's right. You but just ruined my joke. Point, I was pussy point, was at the end of this whole joke. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it is this. this no, no, that was very good. <laughs> this merry-go-round, though, of of like retreads. There's so many mm. bad coaches out there who keep falling upwards. Uh, let's let's use Phil Neville as the example right now, shall oh we? Oh my god! Right, and, and he might he might turn out to be a great coach, and he's learning. He's had two prominent jobs. England women's the Lionesses didn't do a good job there, and we know what happened in Miami disaster. And guess what? Portland, he's our man. He's the best person available to us for this job. Mm -hmm. There has to be better options out there. There are better options, and they may not be men. But but who's going to be the, the the club that says, yeah, we're open to this, and we're going to make a statement? You're right. It, it shouldn't it, be brave, Dubs. It but shouldn't. Let's it be shouldn't. honest. It shouldn't be. But, it, but it's it about marketing, too, Sherms. Phil Neville was just in, and I, I, I know that he was just in the Beckham. He was just in. He's in all of these. <laughs> just in, in the, the Beckham, in the Beckham, in the Beckham Netflix <laughs> yeah. documentary. Wait, which, which one was he? That would be a best. That's oh, part two. No, that's the, no, so no, pop no. Off. Yeah, but he was <laughs> in. He's been all over. David was <laughs> away, you know, in Miami, you know, and I'm lonely by my. But anyway, there's sorry, a. They they want a yeah. Uh, hey, uh. JC's going to do a Beckham impersonation. I was you were hoping for it. No, I was. <laughs> I was. I was going to say. I mean, I can't wait to turn on. Uh, you know. City TV after dark and see in Beckham. <laughs> Throwing it back to the 90s. Yeah. And <laughs> Phil Neville and the Neville brothers. Yes. <laughs> Might be much. I know I love you. That was actually one of my but funniest, one of the funniest Beckham. moments in the show was 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 uh B when B was doing his Aaron, Aaron Neville. Impression. That leads us. That, that should lead us off. to our first review. I've got. <laughs> oh, yeah. It is. It's going to lead us to our first review. Oh, is this Wonger's Mail Sack? Wonger's Mail Sack is coming out. Uh, so we've gotten some really good ones. One just says, "Just too much fun." Enjoy this podcast. Five stars. Mm. But this week, at uh, on on November sixth, Pugs Wizard gave us a two stars, oh. and, it, and it starts off with becoming unlistenable. Oh. <gasps> This used to be my favorite podcast. 
since Jimmy Dunlop left, it's been getting worse <laughs> by the month. I can't do it anymore. And then he leaves a, a weird little half smiley, half sad face. But it made me laugh because Pugs Wizard, it took you a year to get sick of us, first of all. Because <laughs> Brendan, Brendan went on to Canada Soccer Daily a year ago. So if you're only leaving this out, we're not that bad. No. You, you put up with us for a year. And then I also want to say, Dubs, this is all your fault. You joined the team after D- uh, Dunlop left. And the timing is is basically when you started showing up. Mm. So it's a valid this point. is your first <laughs> negative review, fault. Amy. It's your first negative. How does it feel? It, it feels good. Okay, good. good. <laughs> it it, it would have hurt me more if, if Pugs was a got brenda's name right (laughs) couldn't have been that great (laughs) he couldn't have been that great he just went out of his way to be mean and look for jimmy dunlop can we call jimmy brendan brennan when he comes on please (laughs) jimmy brendan (laughs) we should also mention that craig is on an airplane flying to vancouver so he's not going to be here today we think he is i mean craig may well have missed the flight we don't know true he did leave a, a message. He sent something in the dark web about the U17 men's team competing today. Oh. Yep. So those guys start. Yeah, I wanted to get into that, actually. Jimmy's going to join us later on, we, we think, right? Yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy said Jimmy he'd jump the, on uh, when he dropped the kids off. Jimmy yeah, before we shift gears, though, Sharms, the, just to wrap it up on, on Phil Neville, did you guys see any of the, the socials, like the stuff that they pumped out? Because first of all, the the fans, the Timbers, had put out a letter saying, we do not think that Phil Neville is, is the right fit for this job. And then like the next day, they're like, Phil Neville is our, is our new coach. And then it was like some sort of project that maybe I would have worked on, say, if I was born, you know, 15 years later. It was part of like my, um, what, what would it be? Like my graphics course or audio? I don't know what, what, what it would have been, but like, it's like the stadium in Portland and it's Phil Neville stepping into the stadium, but it's really poorly done. Like it, it mm. looks like it's not taking the is, leap into the next century. You is know it what a I graphic, mean? like a cartoon graphic? Or no, 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 no it's, lo- it's like in. a video Okay. and it's him and he needs to work on his hip mobility, trying to get his, his leg or his foot up over the edge of the stadium. As he's like jumping in, oh, okay. you know, the, the metaphor, I'm jumping in <laughs> with both feet into the job, but he's like literally taking a step into Portland Stadium. And this is um, really, on the official Twitter channel? Yeah, on the, on the Timbers uh, okay. handle. I'm going to find this now. Yeah. So you have, a, you have a problem with the hiring of Phil Neville and the graphics I do. of the hiring yes. of Phil Neville. I'm terrible. I have no expertise <laughs> in the area, but I'm highly critical of what they put out. <laughs> <laughs> No wonder it's Pugs Wizard here. hates our podcast now. Yeah. Oh, well. Things happen. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm scanning their, uh, their, their Twitter here and trying to find it. Has it been taken down? I don't see it anywhere here. They There's thought it was of, bad, too. Lots of no, film. That wasn't my first negative review. Do you remember the one? Um, that, I don't know if we talked about it or not, but it was like when we were announced that we were going to be on one soccer for that seven-week run. Right, and somebody was like, "Oh, Amy's so exhausting when she talks. No one else can get a word in edgewise on the podcast. No wonder Jimmy doesn't like her." <laughs> I remember that one now. Yeah, that was a great one, actually. No wonder. I love yeah. the, the insinuation that no wonder Jimmy doesn't like her. Actually, yeah. Jimmy quite likes Dubs, but they, they get on really well. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Sometimes we disagree. 
I just, I think negative reviews are great. I mean, listen, having your own business, I have that pie, my pie business, right? And again, 99% are great reviews. Then you get the one arsehole just for no reason. You, you'll do like some promotion, you know, and it's some nice promotion, whatever. Or, and then someone will just comment in there, too expensive, never buy them. That kind of shit. <laughs> it's like, did you need to, did you need to write that? Really? No. You're not making you buy the pies. No one's forcing you to buy the pies. Lots of pies out there, lots of options. Why do you have to comment on there? And I usually respond to them very politely. Kill with kindness, Dubs. That's the best way to deal with yeah. these morons. It really yeah, is. I think so. And I'm not saying that Pugs Wizard is a moron. Everyone's within their rights to have an opinion. I, I, I get that. Um, but, you know, we get negative well, reviews. We all do. We get negative hate. We get hate on, uh, on the Twitter sphere all the time. Well, we, we, can, say, we can say that Pugs Wizard, Wizard is a moron because Pugs Wizards is not listening anymore because we're unlistenable. No, we're oh. trying to we're, he, maybe, but I'm going to hashtag them. And say we mention them, you know, because I've realized when we mention people in our in our write up, they actually listen. Jeff Nasker keeps going. Did you mention me? And if he if we did, <laughs> I write it and he listens. So we're gonna have the full list of uh, fifty yeah, well, two thousand people listening to us. But Nesco won't like because Nesco won't bother listening unless he we, he thinks that he's mentioned be mentioned in our show. That's why he always makes me Is laugh. it worth me listening? <laughs> he's a, yeah. he's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. I wonder how his wounds have healed since our trip to Lisbon together. <laughs> he was <laughs> oh cut up God. pretty good. That step, right? He's lucky he didn't break an ankle. It's amazing. Like that is like it's amazing. not knowing, stepping off a bad stair. That is an opportunity to wreck yourself. A knee, oh, man. an ankle. His bones are made of steel. I'd like to know if you, had a, if you had a pug and you were naming him after a wizard, what would the name be for the dog? Hmm. Not oh, a lot okay. of wizards, so it wouldn't though, be right? it wouldn't be a Harry Potter because he's too tall and skinny. Mm. You need a stout, short wizard. Hmm. <laughs> Is there such thing? Short like wizards that. out there? There's just such thing. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. They all but seem the, the tall and gangly, like the, wizards. The, the they are right, yeah, with pointy yeah. noses and chins. Yeah. The, the irony is is that Pug Wizard said that we're unlistenable. And in this current conversation is probably pretty damn close to being unlistenable. <laughs> this is true. I apologize. He's all bark and no bite. Oh, oh there, there she is. There she is. Bad what review. Do, what do you assume? Why do you, no, wait a minute. Why do you assume it's a he? Mm. Sexist. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Maybe it's a wizard sleeve. No. Yeah, you're a sexist. Oh, maybe it's a maybe it's in reference to a wizard sleeve. What is that? <laughs> condom <laughs> I'll leave that up to the listeners a wizard sleeve do I want to google this oh <laughs> oh oh god aardvark like the, uh, the a foreskin know. is that what you were talking about is that what you just I don't know. motioned JC no <laughs> well maybe it's uh, either that or an amputee I'm not sure what it oh, is no. Ooh. oh no oh well that amputee Jesus, now this is definitely getting unlistenable now. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um, Wonga, anything else from the, the mail sack you want to yeah, do? Yeah, there was a good show one. forward. Jimmy it, it, should be joining us later today. It, it'll, it'll take me two seconds to find it. It's from our friend Jeremy Loom. And he says, dude, I love the podcast. But when you say stuff, and this is referencing James Sherman, I love the podcast. But when you say stuff like it's a skeleton squad when TFC has absurdly given out long-term contracts to most of the guys, shows you're not really paying attention to the team you're commenting on. 20 of 26 first-team slots are under contract for next year. They have minimal freedom to shed 
to just shed players. They'll have to trade them as they only get one buyout per year. It's a real problem, but that's the, that, sorry, but one that's impossible to comment on accurately if you don't know what's going on. Cheers, Ian Loom. That, that so was to me, This right? is Ian, not Jeremy, but there, maybe they've got, yeah. And it's that to Sharms. That was Sharms, because you use, you use mm-hmm. the term skeleton squad. And that's Ian. You said Ian Loom, right? Yeah, e- Jeremy okay, yeah. Is, the e, uh, is the email, uh, oh, okay. the, and signed off as Ian, so they could be brothers. Well, listen, I mean, listen, that, but that's, that's a good... That's a decent critical um, response. I don't mind those ones because they're informative, they're they're polite, right? I mean they're wrong, but I I, <laughs> I don't mind those ones. And the reason I say it's wrong is just listen. I maybe I used the term skeleton squad incorrectly. Ever used that term? I can't remember now. Um, but the point of the matter is that I understand the contract situation at TFC. In fact, they put out a press release just last week explaining the exact <laughs> issue that, that Ian uh, explained there regarding who's under contracts and there are some long-term contracts. But the players that have been released or the options not taken up on were brought in to be difference makers and they just didn't work out, right? Did v- you lose? Vasquez being a prime example. CJ Sapong mid-season was mm-hmm. a disaster. Michael Bradley's retired. There are some big... They, who, who they thought would be solutions did not work out and are no longer with the team. And it is a skill to score as far as quality. That's kind of the point here. And at a certain point, can I ask, did you, I know for myself, and I am not nearly as big a footy fan as you are, um, did you lose some, you just went, hey, they're losing all the time. I can't be bothered this week. Does he have his criticism about you don't really, you weren't following it as closely as you normally do because of their shite season? Did you lose no. a little bit of passion for TFC this year? I haven't got passion for them. You know, I haven't supported TFC because I've covered them from day one, right? So right. I want to see the local team do well. They're a lot easier to cover when they're doing well. I'd rather talk Pickering about Pythons? <laughs> Is that team? <laughs> Is that your team? team? It's my new team, yeah. No, there's a league Speaking one team, of actually. wizard sleeves. <laughs> she can't get her brain off of that. I now. mean, I mean. no, I, I, I follow TFC just like I always have. Hmm. I mean, closely enough. Now, listen, am I am I paid to cover them like I used to be? No, right. So I'm not at the press conferences. I don't go to training. Right? Post mortem to today, many right? Games. Yeah, apparently. Mm-hmm. Although I still haven't got. A re- I don't think I've got. A email about <laughs> Maybe that. you've yeah. been shunned. But check this. Maybe You're not allowed to cover them no, anymore. That's very interesting, Charms. We used to all be on the TFC mailing list, our whole yeah. group, hmm. and I haven't received one. So. You know, if they're sending out a CF Montreal press release, you get it, right, Ames? I do. Did you guys see the news yesterday? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah we'll get to Yeah, Hernan's gone. Yeah, to no one's surprise, based on how their postmortem went. Well, we talked about it a little bit yesterday, yeah, or on Wednesday. Wednesday's pod, yeah. um, how it was It was quite something to, to witness. And, and again, you know, like it's not just all sunshine and lollipops it was a, it was a difficult season they didn't make the playoffs it was a lackluster effort on that last day where they they had to win to put them over the line and then they ended up watching that game and it was that image of them watching Tolkien score that PK for Red Bull and that effectively ended their season and um, I thought guys like Piet were really well spoken where they were able to toe the line in a really kind of authentic way where he spoke about how certain guys weren't happy, didn't maybe align with the philosophy of the coach or disagreed with the coach, but were still able to, to be part of, of the team push towards the end. But he also mentioned that, you know, guys weren't fully engaged to the end and that's on your coach. 
it, it really is. And then, um, so they, they let him go. And then Lasada comes in at the tail end of that. And he came in like guns, guns a blazing. Like he came pew, in with a, pew, pew, he was, he was pew, listening pew, pew, to all pew. the guys. Oh yeah. Like positive <laughs> and, and, and negative and taking notes and, um, a lot was made also that he was he, taking notes so he could refer to them like yes. as he as he crossed yes. people off his checklist and threw them under the bus. And I remember getting into a, a chat, a discussion with some some guys that I know in, in media after the fact, because he prefaced his portion of the press conference by saying because he he speaks um, he's he's Argentinian. Um, so what Spanish? Yes. German um, and English and French and is capable in all three. Um, but I had done all year, done, you know, the portion of the press conference in French portion in English and, and gave very good account of himself. There were some issues where he felt he was taken out of context occasionally. So he did not want there to be any room for error. And he prefaced after he's asked a question in France, he said, I don't, I don't know if you guys mind you guys, but this is how I'm going to proceed. I'm going to do this in English. So there's no confusion. Mm. Um, and he didn't really get rigged over the coals for that. But I think people felt like he'd set the precedent by by doing, you know, an admirable job in both languages and then just do it at the end where he felt like his back was up against the wall was a bit of a cop out. But I felt a compassion for him. I felt badly for him. I felt like he was put in a, in a rough spot um, and was highly defensive. And you just you just knew at that point, or at least I did. I was like, there's no way this is untenable. Like, there's no way he can he can stick around. And that's that's basically what Renard said in the press conference yesterday, where he just said, you know, we we hired him with the expectation that he was going to implement the club philosophy, and they felt like they didn't really see hallmarks of that. They, you know, they they but you know they have to also know who they're hiring. You know, like he was coming in completely. He was the antithesis of a of a Wilfred Nancy in the style of that he was going to be playing. You know, highly vertical, not really based in possession, um, transitional game, high press. You only saw elements of that. There was really no clear identity all season. Mm. So I think they felt like they had to part ways in order to to move forward. But it's just speaking of revolving doors. I mean, that's so many coaches over the last, you mm. know, th- three or four years. It's, it's insane. So any, uh, any, names, any names being uh, rumored at the moment? Yeah, the usual names that are usually churned out. So Bobby Smyrniotis, I think, is his is number mm, one. But like he's he signed a new deal with Forge just prior to this past season, right? Where he has much more control um, in terms of what the club's doing, not just as a coach. So he's more of like a sporting director, if I'm not mistaken. So he would have to make some concessions if he came over, um, you know, with the team. And he's good with working with youth, obviously, with his background and coming through Sigma and the academy and all that sort of stuff. Sorry, um, Dubs, what was that manager on? What was Lasada on? How much was he making? Because I'm just wondering on the whole financial parts of it. MLSC and Saputo are two CF Montreal and TFC and Whitecaps in Canada all run differently. Yeah. Um, MLSC is this behemoth who can afford anything and, and have showed it mm-hmm. by throwing being, you know, the second, I would the second most expensive team this year or first. Yeah. Number um, one, that's not the season number. Yeah. And, but you know, CF Montreal gets bashed for not, you know, I'm just reading what's in the Twitter sphere and news to get bashed for not wanting to spend money in the right places. Mm-hmm. Um, they they are a have-not team um, until you become a have team, and maybe they never will be. But that would make a difference in who you're hiring. So a Bobby Smirniotis, who's got this great legacy growing now, 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. With Forge, CPL, and has his academy, they might not be able to afford them, is my point. Like, he, he has a great setup in Ontario, Toronto, and Hamilton, and... If they don't say, hey, this has got to be this, you might lose some responsibility. But I'm sure the bottom line is a big deal for these people, too. Yeah, you make you make a really good point. I mean, that's that has to be a consideration from from management and from ownership in, in Montreal, for sure. But they also, I think, want to get to a point where they're hiring somebody for more than one season. Oh, God. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I so, you know, Bobby's been mentioned. Tommy Wielden has been mentioned. Um, Morrow's name has been thrown back around. Mark DeSantos. Well, let's be honest, oh. Dubs. What what the the big factor here <clears throat> is the national job, mm-hmm. because if Morrow gets that, then that rules him out, which maybe frees up Bobby for a Montreal job. Uh, and if Bobby gets the national job, then that frees up Morrow, which makes sense to return to Montreal. Mm-hmm. It's maybe interesting. they're in cahoots. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> but I wonder. I mean, what is if you're a coach? Jimmy's joining us. Let's get Jimmy on and ask him because that's a great example. Hey, right Jimmy. Now. Hey, Jimmy. Hi, hello, What's going hello. on, pal? So we're talking about uh, the Montreal. Obviously, Lasada was fired yesterday. Um, and who might replace him? The usual suspects are out there, including Bobby, including uh, Morrow. But there's a national team job sitting there as well for, for someone. Would you, as a coach, take the Montreal job over the national team job at this point? Or vice versa? Well, that's a that's a good question. It's a very good question. I think a lot of the times when you look at it, uh, there's a lot of managers that are younger um, that prefer club football in the day to day. And when you look at it, um, you know, throughout history, normally a national team manager, they're always older. They're always mm-hmm. older managers. A lot of them, after they do the club football, then they get into international because. It's not as hands-on as what club football is in the day-to-day action, right? Um, so for for me, I think a lot of times now the younger guys are better off learning their trade, um, staying in club football, um, and it tends to be older older managers that with more experience get into the international uh, football. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it makes a lot of yeah. sense. I just wondering with two, let's, let's call it between Bobby and Morrow. And there's other names out there, of course, but just for simplification yeah. here, they're both pretty young guys. Morrow's been involved in the national setup for a while now. Bobby's yeah. been involved in the club setup. Do you see either job being more appealing to either one of them? Um, I do. I think I think Bobby would probably like to try his hand maybe at, uh, at MLS. 
if I was him, I'd be like, you know what? I've had a, a great crack at this CPL. I've won some championships. Now my next step would be MLS. And then after that would be international football. Um, where Mauro, it's it's up to him to lose that job now. Mm-hmm. You know, you're as an intern, you're you're there and you're going to be based on performance. And if you do well and team's playing well, you're getting results. Then you've got every chance of getting this job. So it's up to him to hold on to it. Um, but I can't speak on behalf of Bobby. Um, and I'm sure Bobby would love the opportunity one day to to coach a national team. And I think he's actually came out and said it in a press conference recently that, yeah. you know, he would be interested in coaching this Canadian national team simply because of the fact of the players that they have. They've got some great, great players, some good players that are coming up through the system. So and it'd be a good challenge for him. But um, I would like to see Bobby maybe take that Montreal job if he had an opportunity to see how he does at that next level. It's difficult though, Dubs, for for Mara right now in that it's been, you know, the Canada Soccer have said that they're going to hire this new general secretary if it's not going to be uh, Jason DeVos, someone else, and they will decide who the next coach will be full time. So you have this this Montreal job sitting there. Let's say they come tomorrow, right? They know him and say, listen, Mm -hmm. if you want it, it's yours. He's kind of caught in this, this, I won't call it purgatory, but it's Canadian soccer, so let's call it purgatory. He, He can sit and wait and hope that he is going to be the long-term solution for Canada, or he can jump in this opportunity now with Montreal. It's a tough position to be in. At the same time, a really great position to be in if that is what's being offered to him. And this is pure, this is us playing games right now, having fun. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's interesting, this, the timing of this. Yeah, it is. And I was listening to the radio yesterday and the assistant sporting director for Montreal, Vasily Kremenzidis, he was saying that they'd like to have a coach in place prior to the end of the year. So that's not giving them a tremendous amount of time, right? And Morrow's already been through the rounds. He's already been in Montreal, right? Both as a player mm-hmm. and as a manager. Does he want to do that again? Um, and I feel like, you know, with our conversation before about about women managers making the leap into the men's game and how much is at risk there or how much they're risking in terms of their career and how much pressure they feel. Like it's almost the same thing coming into Montreal where you, you look at the track record that they've had with with the amount of managers that come in and, and are under the gun. And even with a guy like Wilfred Nancy, who had so much success, but like there was no way that he was going to stay because of, you know, relationships that had gone sour. Um, so if, I don't know, I, again, we're just surmising. If I'm Moro, I think I, I, I see how long I can, I can establish myself and really push boundaries and make space for myself as this interim manager of, of the national team. And then see how much sort of not time that that grants me, but maybe if I can make my mark there, maybe that might lead to, to something else. You know, maybe he doesn't aspire to come back to Montreal. Yeah. I think, you know, the, as managers, what they'll tend to do is they'll, they'll, all, they'll look at the opportunity and then it's also to the security. Mm-hmm. So if Montreal came to him right now and said, listen, here's a three-year deal or two-year deal guaranteed. I think he'd probably jump at that because if he turns that down and then all of a sudden the, the Canadian national team ends up going get another manager, he's got nothing. Mm-hmm. He's left without a job. So a lot of the times as managers now, especially these days, because opportunities are so limited, that if something comes across your table, you jump on it. Yeah, absolutely so it'd right. Be a, it'd be a tough, tough one for him. That's for sure. That was, was the national. Sorry, sorry. I was just going to say that was really good analysis from Jimmy Dunlop. <laughs> you missed it earlier you missed it earlier there Jimmy 
we got a bad review and said that since Jimmy Dunlop left the show, it's gone down the shitter, basically. Jimmy Dunlop. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> well done. I hate that guy. He's still, he's still on the show. I don't know what you're well, talking about. <laughs> um, back to the, uh, the, the national team job, though. I mean, that's a good job right now, though, for anyone, given what's coming up, right? I mean, you've got next year, in a, a more than likely Copa America. Like, hello. Yes, please. And then you've got the World Cup. Jesus. It's mm-hmm. a pretty sweet gig, whoever gets it. Mora was, I, I mean, what I saw, and I didn't delve in it too deeply, though, but roundly criticized for his player selection with that roster that dropped on Wednesday yeah. saying that he's stuck a little bit too much with the old guard. He's interim coach. How many mm-hmm. risks can he actually take? That's the question, right? No, there has to be that, that balance, right? What I was just talking about where you yeah. want to make, make your mark, but how much can you shift away from, from a formula that's had sort of middling success of late? Um, but you still like the results are very important. But you know, you the, his excuse like um, Matthew Schwanier does not feature in this uh, in this roster, but a guy like Mark Anthony K does. And then the mm-hmm. argument there is that Schwanier has been out of the mix because Montreal didn't qualify for the playoffs. The playoff like, makes you it. You could say the same thing about about anybody from from TFC who's on there. You know what I mean? Like it it mm-hmm. it just seemed like it didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. And why do you bring back a guy like Cavallini? And listen, I was a, a player who, like towards the end of my career, like I was included on rosters because of my off-the-field um, attributes, not necessarily what I was bringing on the field. So I think you have to step back and take that into account as well. But I think he's walking a really kind of fine line here where you know you have to strike the balance between getting the results, maybe changing things slightly, but not deviating too far from what you know the the team knows and and not disrupting that culture and that locker room environment as well. Is that what it is, Jimmy, do you think? It's just the stability, consistency, these are games coming up that you should get through regardless. Um, and let's not rock the boat. Experimentation can come, but then now's not the time. Yeah, now's not the time. I mean, he can't go in there and just clean, clean house um, and then bring in some other young bucks and give them opportunities. At the end of the day, he needs to get results. It's a result-oriented business, and you need them. And right now, he's going to need those older heads. He's going to need that experience that's in that dressing room to, to get him through these games. Yes, he can bring in a couple of young guys and give them an opportunity and a shot at it, but you know, even the tactical side, he's only going to get a couple of days before the match to to try to change things. It's not like he's going to have plenty of time to work with these these players and bring in a new a new philosophy, a new structure. It doesn't have that. It's impossible. So right now, with his position, he can only tweak it a little bit and hope that he gets gets some results and sees a difference. Did he tweak it a little bit? I don't even know if he tweaked. Is no, well, I mean, Luke, Luke, Luke Fajerol comes, yeah, yeah. comes in game, which I yeah. like. I got his debut for Fulham last week. Yeah. yeah. Looked really good. Apart from that, but don't forget, this group of players, essentially, right? They took care of Jamaica in qualifying, mm-hmm. right? They did yeah. beat them. Ali Ahmed gets back in. I like that. He's he's played well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Who, sorry? Sorry, uh, Ali Ahmed. Oh, yeah, yeah, Ali Ahmed. Yeah, exactly. He was excellent. Yeah. So there's, there's young, youngsters in there. But, I mean, I just... Harry Patton's got another call up. I just don't really see the problem. Why not? Why get angry about this? I just don't understand yeah. it. It's there aren't it that won't many be options. an easy match against Jamaica. That's for sure. 
When's that? Wimby's, November no, they're, 21st, they're than right? Qualifying. November 21st at BMO? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to the squad here. I mean, I don't know. Nothing really. You said Shawnee didn't make it, right? Correct. No, he didn't. That's because he wasn't playing. But now, yeah, no, that's what I yeah. thought as well. That's But now I'm looking at on the official website, he's in the squad. Doesn't make any sense. No. Hang on, wait a second. This must be an old, don't tell me this is an old story. <laughs> You're probably on. Like, oh my last God, it is. I, I'm trying to find the, I'm trying to find the not, story he's about. No, the he's not. No, I'm trying to find the story on the on the official Candace Soccer website about another this squad. And the first one that pops up is Japan. <laughs> no, the first story that pops up is the Japan squad. Like, get that off your front page. That's old news. And put the new story on there. Bloody hell. <laughs> this is why I'm confused. Like, yeah, he's not in the squad, but he's here anyway. Also, anyway. the website is so slow. Have you guys noticed that about the Canada Soccer website? The yes. website takes so long to load. to load. I know. Oh, the other thing is, that's uh, why they take so long to get back to you. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, they, they're also playing November seventeenth in Kingston, Jamaica. So the first leg is on the seventeenth, which is next yeah. week. Yeah, yeah. So everything's next Friday. No, next Thursday. Sorry. There you go. Wow. What's mm -hmm. going on? Here we go. Now I'm scanning down. Now I see uh, under that, okay, national men's national team activity. Charms, okay. he's not there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know he's not. I'm, I'm getting angry with the website at this point. <laughs> Make it clear for Christ's sakes. Um, Jimmy, uh, under 17 World Cup kicks off. Yeah. You, were, you played in that, didn't you? Any, uh, yep. how, how important was it to your development? It was very important. We got killed, but it was a great experience. Where was it? In Japan, Japan was oh, the, the under seventeen World Cup. So much fun to go to Japan at 17, 18, yeah. we, 16, uh, whatever. We played Nigeria, Argentina, and Australia. Get pumped! Uh, Nigeria destroyed us at that that age group. What about the football? <laughs> <laughs> See, Pugs Wizard, we're pretty good. <laughs> we'll always bring it down. You know, we had, to, we had some pretty meaningful insight the last 10 minutes or so, right? And Jimmy Dunlop telling his stories. I just saw that they were down 1-0 at halftime to Spain. And yeah. speaking of Moro, his kid got a harsh red, apparently. That oh, no. Rubiello. Yeah. Ah. All right. Um, so, yeah, any, any, uh, Dubs, what was the, the earliest major tournament you played for Canada at? What level? U20. U20, was it? Okay. And that was a World Cup? No, I don't think there were. I don't think there was a women's U20 World oh, Cup. Oh, boy. Sit back, so boys. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, 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 Pandora's box. Oh, oh. Sherman. <laughs> Sorry. Stop opening it up. Stop opening so it up. Stupid. Who's just staring at you right now? <laughs> yeah, I think it was, a, it was a tournament. We played a couple of friendlies against against the U.S., and, and that was it. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Great stories, guys. Thanks. No World, no World Cup. <laughs> no, do you remember the one in, in 2002, the, like the one that everybody thinks back, you know, when Edmonton Commonwealth Stadium was sold out and Canada Sinky. finished? Yeah, Sinky is basically her, her coming out party and Cara as well. Um, it, that wasn't even the U20 Women's World Cup at that point. It was it was U19 and then it was rebranded. But that was the first, I think, iteration of, of that type of youth tournament for women. And you were on I'm that not squad? Mistaken. You were on that squad, Amy, or not? No, too no. old. She's a veteran by that point. I don't know. I <laughs> don't know. The only reason is, 
It was just for people in media. It was the largest audience Sportsnet ever had was that match. And we had local when I was at Sportsnet at that time, we had local. So we had Leafs hockey, local, regional. Uh, But that match was the biggest across all the Sportsnet brands um, at over 850,000 Canadians watching an under 20 or under 19 Canadian match. So just FYI. There's an audience there. See, there's, it is there. there back to Amy's point. Do you know what? I'm just there. looking at you right now and totally off the topic. Why does it look like you're about to land a plane? <laughs> 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 well, that's how I see. That's a, it's a metaphor for this show. You Jimmy, normally don't, Jimmy you normally don't wear those, do you? No, I, you know what? It was, uh, this is a shirt from, oh, these things. These, no, everything. Of course, of course, the fucking headset, not the shirt. It's oh, a golf shirt. It's not a pilot shirt. I, I added this. I, I, American I Eagles pilot line. <laughs> All I need is one of these. He's like, oh, this old thing. I just found them and I started wearing them again. And I saw Sharms had them for a while. So yeah. I wanted to be like him because Sharms is my uh, spirit animal. Mm-hmm. You mean these wait, old wait, things? But- um, yeah. Speaking of, of there's an audience, did you guys see NWSL signed uh, a new broadcast deal? With? I think they'd previously been with, with CBS, um, and now it's it's a four-year deal, um, $60 million per year. Jesus. Per so, year? Yeah, yeah. Per which is like a, an insane jump. I think it was uh, – I need, I need to find the exact numbers here. Um, but, but that's huge. It's massive for the, for the league because the, the, there's been discussion, not only on the fact that the, the women's game has been undervalued in terms of broadcast rights and deals, but also the production value of NWSL in particular has been quite poor. So I think the league might still be responsible for, for that aspect, but now there's more investment. There's more upfront money for the rights. So they'll be able to translate that into, better talent into better production value so that they can really showcase the game properly. Cause that's been a big issue, but did you guys also see, um, so for the NWSL final, um, which is between Gotham and rain, um, that Carly Lloyd has been brought on as the broadcast team, but she is a minority owner of Gotham. So there's a, there's a conflict of interest there. And she also has an ax to grind with Megan Rapino, who will be playing in her last ever game. How many broadcasters could they have chosen? Oh, many. It's just, it's so, many. it's so Why tired. would they choose her? Yeah, I don't know. I know one up here in Canada did a pretty good job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it's quite Rianne funny. Wilkinson. Rianne Wilkinson, you do a great job. <laughs> like, God, you said her name wrong. <laughs> and I said her name wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Ray. <laughs> so I, I threw Andy's name in there, Andy Petrillo, and you said, uh, Rhea, we're on the same page there, Wonga, as far yeah, as we're making you. fun of dubs here. Yes. But uh, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that's kind of crazy, isn't it? Yeah, but she's Unless all another... over. She's all over Twitter saying, "Oh, I don't care what people, um, you know, say about me, and if, if you don't like me, that's your problem." And in the meantime, mm-hmm. in my little echo chamber of, of women's soccer on Twitter, she's following people or like searching her name and then blocking people who are not even shit talking about her, but just 
criticizing her and that so she's blocking them. Who's this? Really cares. Who is this? Carly Lloyd. So now by it's Carly become Lloyd. like a, okay. a badge of honor that people are like, look, I got blocked by Carly Lloyd. <laughs> but she doesn't care. I don't care. Nothing. Yeah, I don't care. But I'm just going to block you. You do care a little bit. Just a, a little bit there. Uh, should we get to our footy picks? Sam, get that right. Who wouldn't like to do that? All right, let's roll it, Jason. Roll it, Jason. All right, footy picks. Should we get to the supporters to begin with here? Yes, so please, please read their, please read their comment after you do their picks. After? Okay. Yeah, yeah after. Okay. All right. So um, it's a three-game parlay, of course, because they're smarter than us. Uh, let me just uh, read my bit. So, blah, blah, blah. All right, here it is. So they have picked um, Crystal Palace to beat Everton in the Premier League. In the League Championship, they have Leicester beating Middlesbrough. And then in the uh, Women's uh, FA Women's Super League, they call it, they have Chelsea beating Everton. And that pays uh, plus five sixty-two. So five dollars can win us and Craig's casket fund thirty-three dollars. Mm, well done. Now, now they have wow. sent some advice to us, which I do appreciate because we are idiots. <laughs> um, all right, let me read this to you. And I, I'm not sure who actually wrote this. Which one of our supporters? It could be Carrie. Could be uh, Bergman in the garage. Could be I don't know. Could be a bunch. Yep. Let us know. It, it should really sign off who it is. Yep. All right, hello, gents. Sexist. What the fuck? Yeah. yeah. First of all, that's pretty sexist. So uh, <laughs> I'm assuming it's not Carrie. All right. Uh, <laughs> working on SC footy picks, but first we implore you to stop the six match parlays. The ROI isn't there, as in the return on investment. Yes. Okay. Then brackets insert geek speak. A three match parlay has an average seven four one factor over match odds. With six one six to one payout, tough but attainable. A six match parlay has a sixty three to one factor for a forty five to one payout. We're all for supporting Craig's longevity by never having a coffin at the ready, but you're just tossing away five dollars a week. Occasional long shot, do it. Six match parlay, crazy town. Thank you for coming to our TED talk. I found that very amusing. Thank you. It's great. And can we do it? Not only that, can we do like a nine-game parlay just to yeah. spite them? Because I love spite. Just imagine if we win, though. If we yeah, do, they'd be like, "Stick it up, yeah!" Put those analytics wherever you like. Don't tell us. Good Stop things doing about that. Us. <laughs> me. Stop it. Come on. <laughs> All right. Um, so let's do a, a nine-game parlay today. Yeah, should we do that? Yeah. <laughs> Let's go for our bets first game. Who's up first? Jimmy, what do you have? Let me uh, go through. I have uh, Nottingham Forest to beat West Ham. Craig's West Ham and Nottingham will pump them. Uh, thank wow, you. Wow, okay. Forest, okay. <laughs> West Ham. It's, come, it's been a good Emphatic. bet for you so far this season, Jimmy. Never let us down, that one. Yeah. All right, uh, Dubs, what do you have? I have Newcastle over Bournemouth. Ooh. Newcastle over Bournemouth. That's a mm-hmm. money. That's That's a smart move. Newcastle I on the think road, so. though. Eddie Howe back to, of course, where yep. uh, it all began club. for him. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, Wonger. Yeah, I so I picked Arsenal over Burnley, and now I'm on the uh, on a page that's giving me the. It says Burnley are vying for a third consecutive clean sheet at the Emirates. 
the Gunners have dropped points in four of their five <laughs> league games against the Clarets under Arteta. So now I'm it's, a little concerned. It, no, no, don't but, be concerned. Arsenal okay. are going to pump them. Okay. Okay. Now you've given me confidence. We're going with yep. Arsenal. Okay. Uh, JC? Shut up, Dubs. Come on. say anything. Don't laugh at my picks or my analysis. I'm no Jimmy Dunlop. I just kind of wanted you to... I wanted you to say the the team that Newcastle's facing this week. I I can't. Who are they playing? Bourne, Bournemouth. Hey, oh, good. Good old Bournemouth. Um, <laughs> the Bournemouth these, supremacy. All these odds are courtesy TonyBet.ca, by the way. Our wonderful sponsors. Yes. Thanks, um, Tony. Okay, JC, where are you jumping this this uh, week? I'm going to go with uh, the Tottenham Hotspurs. <laughs> Uh, over Wolves, uh, which actually pays really well. Like it's plus one eighteen for Spurs over Wolves, which is wild. It is actually on the road. Now they are missing James Madison, Adogi, of course, is suspended. As is Romero, so it could be a Hoiberger at the back, which is a bit mm. concerning. But I, <laughs> what a like Hoiberger! Need <laughs> <laughs> another name for a howler. Um, hey, JC, cra- sorry, cra- sorry. Cra- how did JC ever ever get Spurs as a team? What was your reasoning for that? So my cousin moved to England in 2006, 2006 <laughs> and then married a guy three weeks later or got with a guy three weeks, and that's his family's team. She banged uh, a guy in, in Tottenham or sure. in London. I'm sure I'm sure they've done that many times. Right many places. And that's <laughs> sure. right in the board. Right in the give me a give me a bet. <laughs> oh, I did. Oh, you did, didn't you? Is it my turn? Yeah, probably <laughs> think of one. Next right. though. I'm going to right. take. Um, sorry, sure, did you not hear that one? Right in the born mouth. Yeah, I, I, I did hear. Sorry, okay. that's very well done. That's, that's mildly amusing. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, I'm going to take. Uh, you know, what? I'm going to take. Do I take Man United to beat Luton? Yes. They're at home. They're going to beat Luton. Come on. I mean, they're, they're awful, but they're not that terrible. Okay, I'm taking Man United to beat Luton. Uh, what did Craig have? Uh, he had that second division Ipswich over. He had Ipswich, did he? Yeah. Swansea. Swansea, thanks. Okay. Ipswich over Swansea. Mm-hmm. Where are we here? By the way, championship is like, I take that 10 times out of 10 if I was playing in that league over tier two or whatever you just said, Wonger. You said second division. Oh, right. Championship is like the best name for a second division ever, isn't it? it? Is. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm playing the yeah. championship. All right. We got our six bets. We need three more just to upset right. the supporters group. Okay. Oh. Uh, oh. Um, Sporters this Club. Is fun. Um, should we go to some? How about some, some gimmies? Should we go to Germany. <laughs> let's go to Germany for some Bayern. Gimmies. Sure. Well, Bayern. Yeah. Right? I mean, let's be honest here. Yeah, they, whoever they're playing, they're going to win. Who they're playing? Let's have a look here. Take Real Madrid over Valencia. That's a good one for sure. Okay, one second. Okay, we'll do that. Let me. But uh, okay, Bayern's playing a uh, Heidenheim, and they're paying minus one thousand four hundred twenty-eight. So we're going Bayern. We'll yeah. go to Spain now. Let me just go to Spain here. What about Syria uh, women? Evelyn Vienne has been rolling lately. Who are they playing? Okay, hang on. Let me just give Real Madrid this, this Real Madrid Valencia pick here. Uh, okay, minus 294. Okay, and then we go to um, Italian women Syria. Fam, what's it called again? Hmm? What's Roma? the actual league? Oh, I just Syria women, right? Syria women, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, oh, they only have one game here actually right now. And that is uh, Milan. Milan against the Swallow. Milan, the huge favorites at home. 
<laughs> right in the born mouth. <laughs> right in the <laughs> it's a <swiss> and swallow. <laughs> right in the barn mouth. Oh, this morning. Oh, so we go in Milan to be it's a swallow? <laughs> Are we done with that? No, I don't no? know about that. No, no, one. take go back to the Seti Man's favorite. Go to go to Sedia Man's and go enter over Frasinone. Because <laughs> at least you were picking the top teams, and we'll we'll spite our supporters club with nine picks. Do you think if the supporters said the went the other way with it and said, "If you guys picked nine, and here's the analytics for that, and just bullshitted it, we would have went, no, we're not doing that." Yeah, yeah. yeah. we would have picked eighteen. Yeah. <laughs> we're just being dicks today, basically. Yeah, it's basically like me as a fifteen-year-old coming downstairs, and my mom would say, "Oh." Amy, I really like what you're wearing. And I would turn on my heel and go upstairs and change because my mom said that. What was your, like, was there, was there something you put on that drove your mom nuts? Was there any look back in the nineties? Uh, oh yeah. It would have been the shaved head value village combat boot look. That oh, Sinead O'Connor. Mm-hmm. That was right. 16, 17. Yeah. All right. Our, so our, our nine game parlay. <laughs> um, <laughs> It pays plus six thousand four hundred eighty-five, so five dollars will win us and Craig's casket three hundred twenty-nine. Oh my goodness! I really hope it comes through. Like, won't forget the money. Just bragging rights. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Be amazing. Uh, It's going to be Forrest though that lets us down, isn't it? Yeah, switch. Switch over. Yeah, could be. Uh, no, no we'll I was see. thinking Jimmy's forest is going to let us down. I don't know about that, Dubs. I'm feeling I good about this one. Didn't I? <laughs> so convincing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's, uh, of course, courtesy TonyBet.ca and many of those games, many of those games you'll find on FuboTV. Sign up, FuboTV.com slash Prime. Subscribe and watch a ton of football every week. That should be the slogan, by the way. Sign up and watch a ton of football every week. I like that. Let's let's uh, proffer that to the marketing team at Fubo TV Canada. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, okay uh, that's about it. I've got a jam. Are you guys uh, good to jam as well? Yeah, I thought I thought that was a comprehensive show. I think it was too. Yeah. So, <laughs> hugs, wizard. We hope yeah. we improved. If you're not listening, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Two out of five. Come on, pugs. Pug. Come on, pugs. <laughs> get a real dog. Really? (laughs) Something more than 15 pounds. Under 15 pounds, you got yourself a cat. (laughs) Are you going to sign off? Uh, Yeah, keep buying newspapers, everyone. Um, Cheers for listening. And we'll see you on uh, Sunday night, probably. Probably. Yeah. All right. Not at 2 o'clock, that's for sure. No, no, we're not doing that again. Please, no. Follow us on Twitter at footy underscore prime and on Instagram at footy prime IG. Although it wasn't actually as bad as we thought. I think it was in like the it's so bad it's good realm. That's our slogan. It's so bad, it's good. It's like that cheese that that. stinks. But it tastes good and you're not sure and you're like, mm. But you keep eating it? Yeah. You kind of I love it, it, but the smell's throwing you off right. a little bit. Or you know when you, you take a bite of something or you smell something, you're like, oh my god, this smells and or tastes terrible. Smell it. And you, like, you insist that the other person. You're like that. Oh, smell it or eat it.
Yeah. You know, walked into the room and thought, man, something smells really good in here. And then you realize there's no food in the room. <laughs> Have you actually said that? Yeah. Oh, no. Like, wow, who's, like, someone's cooking something. What? There's no food here. And then he's like, oh, no, my day's gone from bad to worse. Your collective pheromones are yeah. scintillating. Well, I was going to say, Dr. Penfield, I smell burnt toast. Yes. <laughs> hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.